Welcome to Bonjour Bitch. My name is Charlotte and I'm many things, but most importantly for this podcast, I am multicultural and sometimes a bitch. We're going to talk about everything from relationships to daily life, all from a multicultural point of view. Each week, I'll be accompanied by the most amazing guests to delve further into topics that really affect us all. You'd better get ready for it, bitches. Hi, everybody. Welcome to today's episode where we will be discussing food and the finer foods in life, to be precise, with the fabulous Jessica Kaur, who is a food creative, home recipe creator and food stylist. Hi, Jessica. Hi, thank you for having me on. (laughs) Absolute pleasure. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you. (laughs) So let's get started. Whereabouts did you grow up and where is your family originally from? So I grew up in northwest London. I'm still here. Um, My dad is from Malaysia, so Penang, a small town in uh, Malaysia, and my mum's from Hong Kong. Okay, and who did the cooking in your family? Um, I'd say everyone. So my dad specialises more in Malaysian cuisine and my mum for the more home Chinese dishes. Um, So yeah, a good variety at home. That's so nice. So would you say it was about 50-50 between the two of them? Yeah, depending on who's free, really, or what we kind of want to eat. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) 50-50. Which are the most memorable dishes from your childhood? Oh, so many. So my parents used to own a restaurant in London, um, and it was a Malaysian and uh, Chinese restaurant. So I'd probably say when we were there, which was quite a lot, the pecking duck which the duck pancakes always oh, loved that they um, they never let us order it too much but always loved that um probably the laksa as well and then at home I would probably say steamed ginger and spring onion fish love Ooh. that dish it's really easy to make as well and it's super healthy and probably more steamed food so steamed ginger and spring onion chicken as well that's really nice and probably ribs in black bean sauce oh yummy God, <laughs> it's only 9 30 in the morning but I'm already like oh what am I going to eat for lunch I know, now my stomach's always <laughs> rumbling <laughs> and so your parents they I suppose they met in London right yeah, do you know what? My so my dad actually moved here for uni and did a part-time job at the restaurant, which they then later owned. And my mum was also there part-time. So they actually met at the restaurant. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And do they still have the restaurant now? No, this was um like 15 years ago they uh stopped uh trading, yeah. <laughs> But do they still cook a lot at home now then? Yes. uh, Yeah, we do. If you do scroll through my feed, um, I do have a lot of home cooking on there, which I've obviously learned from them Uh, further down. I think from the beginning of lockdown, I tried to share my home cooking a lot more. So, yeah, have a look. (laughs) I will. I will. I will. I'm definitely going to have a look now. And so obviously, since your parents met in the UK and they met in London and then you were born and raised here, Do you sort of ever try like fusion British with Asian food? Oh, that's really interesting. I wouldn't say British. I actually went to a restaurant the other day where it was Italian with Thai 
influences actually and it is really nice but I don't think I've tried British um and Chinese yeah no I mean I don't know how it would work out like bangers and mash with like Peking duck I'm sort of (laughs) I'm trying to imagine what it would be like I don't know actually (laughs) maybe I'd have to make some creations at home (laughs) I mean you know it's one of those things so Mm. I I go to Peru quite a lot and there there's a massive massive Japanese and Chinese community and there's a huge fusion food sort of movement of Asian and Peruvian food so you'll have like sushi that are more with Peruvian ingredients or ways of serving food that are maybe more Asian but with Peruvian ingredients so that's why I was thinking maybe having grown up with such influences that are so different you maybe would have done like a home fusion or something Oh, no, I haven't. But that's my next plan now. Thank you. <laughs> Challenge for lockdown number two. <laughs> I do. Yeah, that's true. I, do, I have noticed that about Peruvian cuisine, actually. Um, and that's why I actually really like it because they have sashimi there, ceviche. And um, I never knew that until a few years ago. So that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge, huge, huge community. And it's actually when you go to Peru, it's like a Latin America in general, there's a lot of people that have come from everywhere. German people, Italian people, French people from all over the world. But sometimes you'll see, you know, somebody who looks very, very Chinese or Japanese that has a very Chinese or Japanese name. And then they'll speak Latino Spanish to you perfectly with no accent. And you're just like, this is a bit bizarre. This is this is unexpected. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> it's so cool. And honestly, the Chinese and Japanese restaurants there are real Chinese restaurants. Like they're proper. They're so good. Oh wow! <laughs> I'd have to go there. <laughs> honestly, for for a foodie destination, it's one of the best foodie destinations in the world. I love my food, and each time I go there, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> uh, anyway let's get back to the subject when did your passion for food start oh that's uh that's hard to say actually because I've grown up in a family full of foodies um from both my mum and dad's side I'd probably say since I was very young maybe five or six yeah I think even at that age I used to go to a dim sum restaurant and eat chicken feet I mean people still find that a bit strange but I yeah absolutely love it (laughs) get stuck in (laughs) I still don't get the chicken feet thing when I was in China a few years ago they gave us a whole platter of them at a restaurant and I was like how do you you like (laughs) suck on the toes do you like look I'm half French so we eat weird (laughs) shit too but I was just like "Mm, there's no meat on there is there it's just skin I guess I love it I don't know why I think it absorbs the flavor really well <laughs> but do you just like individually like just sort of like nibble each toe uh each bone yeah <laughs> 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 you don't want to see a finished plate of chicken feet <laughs> <laughs> by me anyway <laughs> love it and what led you to start wanting to document your favorite food online okay so I used to go to a lot of afternoon teas in fancy hotels I don't know why there was um a year where we just did a lot of that with my mom my aunties my cousins um so I think this was 
about four years ago. And then last year, all of my friends and family were like, why don't you put it on a separate page? I used to have it on my on my personal. And then I just pretty much started last year and um, it went really well. Yeah, um, everyone kept thanking me for recommendations and I really, really enjoy it. So yeah, I'd say from last year. <laughs> Interesting. And so you've obviously branched out now from just afternoon teas to different sorts of restaurants as well, right? Yeah, I think when I started the afternoon teas, because they look pretty, um, it's nice to show the best afternoon teas in London. I think I went to the Ritz and uh, somewhere else and I really liked to show it. And then, yeah, now I do anything and everything, but all in London. Amazing. And which are your top three favourite cuisines and why? Oh, such a hard question. I hate answering that question (laughs) (laughs) because I literally eat everything. (laughs) I would say, yeah, if I was to choose one, something I crave the most all the time is Japanese because I love sushi. I love raw fish. I mentioned earlier, obviously, I love sashimi. I love rice. I think as an Asian person, I have to have rice. So yeah, and I don't feel horrible after having sushi. So that would be one of my favorites. Oh, this is so hard. Come (laughs) on. I I don't want to be biased, but I probably will be. (laughs) Chinese, but I'd say home cooked Chinese. And even when I go on holiday, I always crave a bowl of noodles. So I have to, no matter where in the world I am, I have to have a day where I'm having noodles. So yeah, I have to say Chinese. I really, I sound like I'm really biased, but hey. (laughs) And yeah, I'd probably have to go with Malaysian. I'm really sorry. (laughs) No, but it's the the cultures you grew up with. So it's normal that that is the food you sort of like love the most. Yeah, and no, it's strange though, because I have um, two Indian friends who they say they actually don't like Indian as much as, you know, most people do. And, um, but I'm like, I love Malaysian, I love Chinese. So yeah, I'd say Malaysian, again, I love noodles, I love rice. And I think it's my dad's cooking that, yeah, <laughs> wins me That's over so every nice. time. Oh, <laughs> I will say that I think Japanese food is amazing. And you know, I, I'm half French, half English, grew up in Switzerland. Um, so was very, very much brought up on like meat and cheese and bread and very sort of French and Swiss hearty food. I do love that though. Yeah. Oh, so good. But my parents always, even back in like the early nineties, we would regularly every week, at least once a week, eat Chinese and it became such a big part of my life that now I would say on a weekly basis, I probably eat more Asian food than European food, which for my husband who's Spanish was a huge culture shock for him (laughs) because his version of Chinese restaurants when he was growing up was very sort of tourist Chinese restaurants. Like it wasn't real Chinese food. Say that, yeah. When I've been to Chinese restaurants in Spain, I'm just like, what is, like, this is not Chinese food. It's served in a Chinese looking plate with little Chinese (laughs) motifs on it, but this is not Chinese food because it's obviously adapted to the tastes of people locally. But I mean, he's now totally sold. And like last night we had Japanese, 
two nights ago I think we had Chinese so yeah I don't know I think it's just flavors that are different and like you said you know rice and noodles and when we were in Japan for our honeymoon a few we- a few years ago we were there for three weeks and usually like you I'll have a day on a long trip where I at least need to eat more European food to sort of break it up because eating locally is amazing and I love it but sometimes you know when it's not the sort of food that you have on a daily basis at least one day in the trip you sort of have to be like okay can I have just like steak and chips please or something like just something (laughs) a bit more not normal but a bit more habitual for yourself oh my god when we're in Japan we didn't do that one day we literally ate Japanese every single day and when we came back we ate Japanese for like a month because we were missing oh, it so much. I'm so jealous. I've never been to Japan before. <laughs> oh, yeah, honestly, the food is another level. Does the fish melt in your mouth? I've heard. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. And right now I'm five months pregnant, so I can't have any sushi. Oh, and then no. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, my husband keeps telling me, he's like, I promise you as soon as you've, give birth, you've given birth, I'm inviting you to Nobu and you can have a treat. And I was like, oh my God, I'm desperate. Like I want like nigiri and sashimi. <laughs> and I'm just like dreaming of this. I'm just like, oh. Oh my God, you're really making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. Japan is a massive foodie destination as well. And anywhere, like the little cart on the corner of the street that sells soba noodles, insane the top-notch restaurant of sushi where the guy makes them himself and he only has five seats to serve amazing like I've seen everywhere. that in documentaries oh <laughs> well the guy who was in the documentary he was fully booked for like the f- next year because of the documentary but there's one very similar and he's called Aoki and he is really close to the huge Uniqlo store in um, Tokyo, which is like, I think, seven story building or something. And his wife mans the bookings and you can sometimes get a booking last minute. And I think there are only like 10 people that can sit there and he does the sushi himself. And he just stands in front of you and he does the like folding of the rice with his two fingers. And it's beautiful to watch as well. Did you manage and... to taste it or try it? Oh, yeah, yeah. We had a whole oh, meal there. Oh. And we got there and he was in his very broken English because nobody speaks English there hardly. Um, he was like, is there anything you're allergic to? And so we were like, maybe no like blowfish or anything like that. But <laughs> happy to try anything. And literally, like he gave us a trio of tuna from least fatty to very fatty tuna. Oh, my God. It was insane. And it's one of those things that you have it and sort of glutinous European, you're like, oh, I want another 10, please. (laughs) But then you just have to think in their way of thinking of, no, no, it's one. And you enjoy that one to the fullest because you know that it's only one. (laughs) Did you go back or did you, was that the only one time that you had it? Uh, that was the one time we had it there, but then because we were traveling around Japan. And yeah. so we made sure to test out, like we were literally, we'd be walking down the street, there'd be somebody selling 
buns with Kobe beef in them and we'd be like yep two here please thank you very much <laughs> we tried everything we tried shabu shabu we tried okonomiyaki we like we tried even things that like we'd never heard of and now we have a list of the odd restaurants in London that do these like very local specialities from Japan so we have like our local shabu shabu place we have our okonomiyaki place like because we miss this stuff so much so once a year we'll be like right should we go should we treat ourselves yes 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 let's go let's have it but yeah it's an amazing place to go and yeah I've to. heard as soon as you come back from there it's just not the same having uh having it out here <laughs> sushi here is ruined for the rest of your life once you've had it in yeah Japan. I've heard <laughs> but it's so worth it honestly <laughs> I'm going to book my flight today. <laughs> do, do. I mean, obviously, well, hopefully. We're not going to be able to. But... One, day, one day we can go again. <laughs> what is your absolute favourite thing to cook and why? Like, what is your go-to, oh, I'm hungry, I'm going to cook this? Oh, um, my real answer would be packet noodles. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> but if we said actually cooking... <laughs> Um, actual cooking that involves more than just a microwave <laughs> I do love it though but yeah don't tell anyone what I have now <laughs> probably oh it's probably really simple again and Asian again oh god so special, cliche, special fried rice I know I need to branch out <laughs> special <laughs> fried rice I'd say because any leftovers you can put it chuck it in there really easy to cook Oh, I sound really boring. <laughs> no, is there like a combination of special fried rice that you've done once and you've been like, that's the one? That's the list of leftovers that need to be like for the Stella one? I've tried actually leftover roast chicken and a fried rice. Very nice. Um, oh, yeah, like because obviously roast chicken, you put different herbs in that you wouldn't in a normal Chinese cuisine. So it's actually different. Yeah, I wouldn't say that would be my favourite one, though. Um, I would say roast duck leftovers in a fried rice is really nice because the Ooh. grease from the duck or well, the duck fat, yeah, goes well on the rice and the egg. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that sounds nice. How do you make your fried rice? Do you cook your rice first in water, so boil it first? And then do you then put everything into a sort of wok or pan and then insert all the different ingredients? There's a method to it <laughs> that oh. my dad taught me. So the actually, it's better to have leftover rice from the day before uh, from the rice cooker. Yeah, so we use a rice oh. cooker. Leftover rice so it's not wet and sticky. So we actually, if we don't finish um, our rice for the day would leave it we're like oh yes we can have it tomorrow for a fried rice and then yeah so then we'd have to make sure the wok's really hot before putting anything into it put the oil into it make sure the oil's really hot and then how I do it is you know the spring onion the white part of the spring yeah. onion put that in first and then if you want prawns put your prawns in but then egg just one egg and then after that you take it out put your rice in and then you start chucking all the ingredients in and that's uh, when the wok has the flavor of the white bits of the spring onion a bit of egg and you then you have a bit of loose egg then once you've got your um rice in there you then crack another egg in so it sticks onto the rice 
if you get what I mean and then obviously the soy yeah. sauce the peas and whatever meats you have yeah chuck it all in and what but oil do you use do you use sesame oil I use vegetable oil but I do okay. I do drizzle a little bit of sesame oil because it's tasty yeah oh interesting I feel you should do like basic classes for people that didn't grow up necessarily in an Asian family and who love Asian food to like because it seems quite easy it's very but easy but you need you to have know the to methods. know yeah because yeah. see I would have done it like I just said to you like boil my rice and then stick it in a wok and then just throw everything in no yeah so my dad always taught me how you need to have some loose egg and egg stuck to the rice so you do two different types um and I've actually so my boyfriend is British and I've taught him how to make it he's like wow this is unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) and now he cooks it for his friends (laughs) oh that's so nice yeah oh so coming back to London obviously we're so fortunate to live in London because we have an extremely diverse food scene here and everything is available from everywhere is there anywhere else where you've experienced something similar I've been to so many places (laughs) but for example you know you said your dad is from Hong Kong and oh sorry your mum is from Hong Kong Mm -hmm. and so when you go to Hong Kong is there such a diversity of food availability or is it more local food I'd say do you know what in Hong Kong it's mainly Asian food people say that when you go there you can't get an English fry up there (laughs) so no I probably wouldn't say I mean Hong Kong do have a lot of different uh diverse foods there but I'd probably have to say America I follow a lot of New York foodies a lot of American foodies and they post anything and everything like I do as well So yeah, I'd probably say America. I've been to New York a couple of years back and I thought it was quite similar. Yeah, true. So which countries are on your foodie wish list? We've established that Peru and Japan are on there. I was literally about to say that Peru is definitely, do you know what? I've only had Peruvian food like three times in my life and those three experiences were fantastic. So Peru is up there, and especially after what you've told me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Japan, yes. Do you know um, the street food in Japan? I've not actually tasted it before. I've never been to Japan, and I've always wanted to try the street food there. I love street food. And I don't know anywhere here that does it, actually. No, No. we we haven't found anywhere. And yeah, so Japan for sure. I want that fish to melt in my mouth. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What else? Where else would I like to go? Um, Probably somewhere where they have seafood. Um, Is it Maine in the US that is meant to be the lobster? Yeah, lobster capital. I think. Amazing. Yeah, I think there. I love a seafood platter. I love seafood. So probably there actually. Yeah. But obviously after Japan and Peru. (laughs) Yeah, priorities, please. (laughs) Do you know, though, the um, Eat Tokyo restaurants in London? Yes, I have one not far from me, actually. I love (gasps) them. So jealous. (laughs) I think it was was one of the first ones. Um, So I live in northwest London. There's one in Golders Green. Okay. Yeah, I love that one. That one's amazing. They're really good. And to be honest... We'd gone a few times before going to Japan and loved them. And then we went, we've been since coming back. And dependent on what you order, it is quite equivalent, I find. They really do it the proper way. 
And also I find that the price quality ratio is really good compared to some other places. Yes, the price is so good. And I love that like they do it the proper way. They like when somebody walks in, they everybody greets them. Like that's how they genuinely do it in Japan as well. I like it. And, and they're dressed as well, dressed um, in kimonos. Yeah. yeah, which is so nice. If you had a tip for someone wanting to expand their culinary horizons in London, what would it be? Oh, go to Soho. I think Soho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Soho That's to is... expand all of your horizons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> because they have like the smallest little ramen bars to like, you know, massive restaurants. So I True. would say, yeah, go to Soho, walk along it and you can, yeah, you can choose which one you want to go to. Obviously not now you have to pre-book. Um, yeah, I'd but say, also yeah, I always, I also find that with Soho in normal times, pre-COVID and hopefully post-COVID one day, it's also that thing that most of the restaurants can't be booked and it's sort of first come first served or there's the queue systems. And as much as it annoys me when you're a big group of people, it's also great if you want to just try something new and you can just walk around. Oh, this looks nice. Let's try this. And you have an Italian next to a Japanese, next to a Spanish, next to an mm. Ethiopian. And it's just all mixed up. There's also an amazing Korean there as well. If you like Oh, Korean is it called Asa? Oh, no, it's Ararang. Oh, I've been to Arang. Yeah, I love Arang. No, Asa. So I only went there because <laughs> this sounds awful but obviously like I think a lot of Korean people were queuing and I thought okay uh, if they go there that is yeah so I went there and I loved it and they don't have a massive menu but it is really good and I've been to Korea before so I've been to Seoul and I find yeah it's quite similar oh oh okay that is my soul, one but... to check out <laughs> yeah oh especially that like one of my biggest cravings during pregnancy has been korean bbq like oh, oh. i'm just craving it constantly have you been to new Morden, like south no. london korea town no. they have like excuse six... me there's yeah. a korea town new Morden, yeah they have about six or seven restaurants on the same high street uh, korean restaurants um I've tried like four of them now it's so good so I think it's more like Surrey area oh that's where fine. are you from can... where where do I... you live I'm based in Pimlico in London but Lovely. my mum has a place in Surrey so I can very easily tell my husband to stop off there the next time we go down oh, yes yeah it's the whole high street but yeah it's amazing oh, okay well that, that is on my list too thank you very much <laughs> It's time for the bitch fire round. Okay, awesome. So it is now time for the bitch fire question round. Oh. <laughs> um, so I will give you a choice. So I will say, for example, dog or cat, and you need to answer with the one of your choice as fast as possible, which would be. Oh, you're going to catch me out, uh, cat. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So let's start. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Bath or shower? Bath. ASOS or Zara? Zara. Sweet or savory? Savory. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Winter or summer? Summer. City or countryside? Ooh, countryside. Vintage or new? Vintage. Instagram or Twitter? <laughs> Instagram. 
And then this one is especially for you just to be controversial and maybe don't let your parents listen to this. Chinese or Malaysian food? Malaysian. Oh, you don't even have to think oh, about no. that one that much. Everyone knows this. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> well, listen, thank you so, so much for joining us today on Bonjour Bitch. This has been amazing. Please remind us of your social media handle. Uh, served in London. Amazing. Um, well, listen, thank you so, so much. And it's been lovely chatting to you. And thank you all for listening to us. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Remember to tune in next Monday for a brand new episode. And please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us out. We'll see you then. Au revoir, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>